Amen. You know, we have been spending um, the last, what, since the beginning of last semester, do you, do any of you remember kind of the overarching theme? What, what has been the endeavor of what we've been trying to see every Thursday night? You can write it in the chat. Um, essentially, what have, what has been the burden this semester and last semester of our Thursday night ministry times? What, what is it that, that we wanted to see? We've seen a lot of things. Yeah, Emily, we want to see Christ. I hope we, I hope, yeah, praise the Lord. I hope that we see Christ every meeting. It doesn't matter what the topic is, right? Uh, it doesn't matter what book you're in. It doesn't matter what, what fellowship you're having, who you're with. It should be, brothers and sisters, that whenever we get with any Christians, anybody, anybody that loves Jesus Christ, anybody that's, that's a believer in Christ, it should be in any gathering that we find him. We want him. Don't you want him more than anything? What do you want in the most in the whole world, Vanessa? Don't say that it's 10 children. You can type it, though. What, what, what Vanessa, do you want more than anything else? You want Andrew to give you 10 kids? No. <laughs> well, I don't know. Christ's presence. <laughs> Christ! We just want Christ! It should be that's what we want. It's just Christ. Just Christ. And, and so, likewise, brothers and sisters, raise your hand if you like to read the Bible. Do you have preferences? Like, oh, I like Psalms. I like James. I like Deuteronomy. Uh, it, it shouldn't matter. Wherever you go in the Bible, it should be we find Christ. And so we have been in Genesis, the first book of the Bible. And every Christian loves the Bible. That's the, that's the number one thing of the faith, right? It's, it's number one, the Bible. And in the Bible, we see Christ. We see Christ. And so... This chapter that we're in now, we're going to finish Genesis this semester. By the end of this semester, we'll, we'll be finished with Genesis. And we will not have exhausted it, but we just do the best we can. <laughs> we'll find Christ somewhere else next semester. But tonight we're in chapter 28. And chapter, uh, right in the chat, how many chapters there are in Genesis? Can you do it without looking? Is there anyone from 401 Watch Party or, or Vanessa or... Emily, do you guys know without looking how many chapters are in Genesis? Axel, do you know how many how many chapters do we have? First book of the Bible. Okay, there's 50. There's 50 chapters. So if you if you look at tonight, <laughs> the t the title of tonight's outline is Christ in Genesis 28. So uh, we haven't been moving super fast. Um, but we will still finish this book this semester. And please remember, Genesis chapter 28 is a key, key chapter. It's pivotal in the Bible. It almost kind of governs the whole rest of the Bible. Because Genesis 28 shows us, number one, it shows us God's dream. It shows us God's dream in man's dream. Jacob has a dream. So I want you, if you can look at the outline, open it up on your device or, or um, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe in your Bible, on your phone. The, the first point of the outline, I'll read it to you. It says, Jacob 
had a dream. And we just sang a song. I got five minutes. We just sang a song that talks about how God has a dream. But listen, God's dream was always there. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 says that he was thinking about us before the world even. Before he even created the world, he was thinking about you. Sonny, he was thinking about you. Even before, even before atoms were made. Emily, before there was carbon, God thought about you. Amen. He had a, yeah, amen. He had a dream. He loves each one of you. And the dream that God had, you'll see it in Jacob's dream. So let me set this up for you. Jacob is essentially at a very low point in his life. And many times, the dream that you have will come at a low point in your life. Okay? Um, When I repented and prayed to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, I was just a kid. But when that happened, for my age, for my experience in life, I was at a low point. I felt empty. I felt like nothing mattered. And I prayed to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Hopefully, we have more than one dream. But I I had another dream. In the summer before my senior year of high school, I was again at a very low place, a very low place. And the Lord was so sweet to me that summer. And I discovered calling on the Lord's name. Brothers out on my deck right now, I hope you guys all have a practice of calling on the Lord's name. When you're driving, when you're walking on campus, say, Lord Jesus, I love you. Oh, Lord Jesus. But anyway, the point is, Jacob was at a low point in his life. He had just thieved something from his brother that his brother considered very important. Brother said, I am going to kill Jacob. Esau intended to kill Jacob. So Jacob ran from home. And he was lonely. He was without hope in despair. There was no hotels for him. He just found a place. He he didn't even have a pillow. He used a rock. The verse before Genesis 28, 12 is 28, 11. He used a rock as a pillow. It's all very significant. Verse 12 says, and he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth. So there was a dream. Jacob saw a ladder set up on the earth and the top reached to heaven. It was already set up. That means God was already there. It didn't, he didn't see this thing descending down like an elevator coming down. He had this dream and the ladder was already there. The top reached to heaven and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. They weren't descending first. They were ascending. The ladder was already there. The angels were already ascending. Jacob's eyes, in a sense, were just open. His dream didn't cause this to happen. He just plugged into God's dream. Verse 13, and there was Jehovah standing above it, above the ladder. And he said, I am Jehovah, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your seed. So God reiterated the promise that he made to Jacob's grandpa. All this land will be yours, and you will have a seed, which will be a mighty nation. And your seed will be as the dust of the earth, and you will spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. 
and in you and in your seed will all the families of the earth be blessed. How about that for a dream? And behold, this is quite sweet. He goes on. He says, and behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. And I will cause you to return to this land. Remember, Jacob's on the run. He's in a low, po- a low point. He says, I will not leave you until I have done what I've promised you. How about that? Have you ever had the experience, think about it, brothers and sisters, of the Lord coming to you at a super low point, and you just realize the Lord loves me and cares about me? Haven't you had that experience before? When you're in the depths, then the Lord loves you. He comes to you and gives you a glimpse into what he wants to do. Okay, verse 16, Jacob woke from his sleep and said, surely Jehovah is in this place, and I didn't know it. And verse 17 is a key verse. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So this is a little background of what happened here. Jacob is running away from his brother Esau, who wants to kill him. He comes to this place. He uses a stone as a pillow. He goes to sleep in the wilderness, and God appears to him in a dream and speaks this to him. It's very, very significant. He wakes up and he realizes, the Lord has just spoken with me, and I am in his house. So with that, uh, Carlos, can you explain this dream to us? It's very significant, right? Carlos, didn't you enjoy getting into this? Yeah, I definitely enjoyed getting into this. Um, I don't know if I can explain the entire dream in 10 or so minutes. Uh, That's not much thing, time. The first thing I came across um, getting into this was that it actually takes a whole Bible to explain this dream. Fortunately, we don't have the time to read through the whole Bible tonight and to go through the whole Bible tonight. But we will... Uh, do with what we have. Um, and I think uh, to at least impress us, there's two major points that uh, we ought to get from this story or from, from Jacob's dream in Genesis 28. Um, the first one is that the, the center of Jacob's dream is the ladder. And that ladder is Christ himself. So, so the first place we see Christ um, in this chapter is the ladder that Jacob sees in his dream. And we can say this because of John 151. So this is one of the verses uh, in, in your verse sheet there. Uh, this is uh, the Lord speaking to Nathaniel, uh, he says to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you shall see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And pay attention to how similar that sounds to Genesis 28:12, When the Lord was speaking that to Nathaniel, he was referring to that ladder that Jacob dreamt about. So it tells us something very significant that the center of every spiritual dream, and this is the Christian life. The Christian life is about having spiritual dreams. 
and the center of every spiritual dream is Christ as the latter, as the one who brings heaven to earth and joins earth to heaven. This is what Christ is doing. He's joining heaven to earth and earth to heaven. So consider, where are you right now? Are you in College Station or Beaumont or in Houston? No, we're actually in the heavens. Because Christ as our ladder is joining the heavens to the earth and the earth to the heavens. This is what a spiritual dream is about. You know, many Christians, they revolve their Christian lives around overcoming sin, overcoming weaknesses. But what we see in Jacob's experience is that the Christian life is about seeing Christ as the ladder joining Earth to heaven and heaven to earth. This, this is what the Christian life is. Okay, so that's the first point, that Christ is the ladder in Jacob's dream. The second major point of this story, um, and it's probably more important, and I think this is where a lot of the burden for this message is, is that God wants a house. This is very significant. Because this is the first time in the Bible that we see that God wants a house. And we can say this because Jacob's reaction after having this really uh, weird dream, it's, we got to admit it's, it's uncommon. I've never had a dream like this. But uh, his reaction was Bethel. That's what he called this place. And Bethel simply means the house of God. So we see that the issue of this dream was an awareness, and I would even say a desire for God having a house. So this, so now you have to really put yourself in Jacob's shoes, all right? As, as Matt painted this picture, here we have Jacob running away from his big brother. You know, he is really running for his life. From his perspective, he's running for his life. He is, uh, scriptures indicate, you know, he's kind of a, a mama's boy a little bit. So, you know, he's kind of been taken care of his whole life. But all of a sudden, he's homeless. He's, he doesn't even have a pillow. Right, he uses a, a, a stone for a pillow. And in addition, we have God, who is also homeless. Yeah, I bet you've never heard that before. Yes, God is not poor, right? We're not saying that. God is not poor. God can make anything he wants. But here we have an indication that God, like Jacob, was homeless, without a home. And his desire in that moment was to reveal to a man that he wants a house. And praise the Lord, Jacob saw it. He didn't reveal this to Abraham. He didn't reveal this to Isaac. He didn't reveal this to anyone before Jacob. And it's interesting because of all these men, patriarchs, 
it seemed like Jacob was the least qualified to see such a great vision. Uh, as we will, as we will continue with the ministry series, we'll see a little bit more about who Jacob was and what the Lord had to do in Jacob's life. But this is encouraging to us because, as we've as we've said in the past, the stories of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob with Joseph give us a picture of what our Christian life is like what our experience of the Christian life is like. So if you feel like you're the least qualified Christian, you don't know the Bible, you're not even that good, your atheist roommate is better than you, you're qualified to receive this kind of vision. Because this is what this is where Jacob was. Um, so I, I, and then I'll just finish with this. Uh, actually, regarding the pillow, I, I thought this was really sweet. Matt brought this up about the pillow, the stone pillow that Jacob had. Um, I was looking into this a little bit more, and I thought this was really precious. That the significance of Jacob's pillow um, being a, a stone is that it indicates that Jacob's environment was, was uh, had, or Jacob's environment had nothing of man's contribution, man's invention, uh, had nothing man-made. All that Jacob had at his disposal was God-created items. What this shows us is that in our experience, we may come across points in our lives where God has taken away everything. He's taken away all um, our, our luxuries, our conveniences, our man-made contributions or man-made inventions. And all we're left is with God and his provision. And this could take place in many ways. It could take place through sufferings, persecution, um, any kind of uh, maybe a failure, all of these items that we've all experienced. Well, in those opportunities, the Lord can speak to us and show us his dream, his desire. Um, and I'll just share my experience. Like Matt, um, I, I had this dream. The, the dream that Jacob saw, the dream that God has, I had it. And we can all have it. And for me, it happened when I was a sophomore at Texas A&M. I, was, uh, uh, I decided to, to take a semester off from, from college and do a co-op in Virginia. So I've been here with uh, the church here and with the Christians at Texas A&M here, um, enjoying for a year and a half and all the meetings, the Bible studies, full of enjoyment. And I took this, uh, it was a job in Virginia where I was making more money than I had ever made, uh, had a pretty good living situation. I mean, it was perfect. I even liked the job. It was great. It was my kind of job. Um, and I had everything. And by the Lord's mercy, I was reading through Genesis. And I came across this chapter 
Genesis 28. And I read some study notes, some footnotes uh, in my study Bible. And I saw that God has a dream for his house. And that the best thing that we could give ourselves to is this dream. And in that moment, I saw God's dream, his desire for a house. And there's a verse in your verse sheet after that. It's um, Ephesians 1.9. Listen to this. It says, uh, making known to us. Praise the Lord, we're part of the us. You're all part of the us in Ephesians 1.9. Making known to us the mystery of his will. Listen to this. According to his good pleasure. You know what makes God happy? It's showing you. It's revealing this to you. Um, it's giving you this kind of vision. And it says, which he purposed in himself. It is God's purpose. It is God's good pleasure. It is his will and his desire that we would be his house. That we would be instrumental to be those to build his house. Um, so one good prayer we can pray is, Lord, give us this dream. Lord, tonight when I go to sleep, there's one thing I want to dream about. I want to dream your dream. When I wake up, my, my daydreaming, I want my daydreaming to be full of your dreaming. I want to dream what you dream about. I want to desire what you desire. And by offering these kinds of prayers, uh, like, the, like the Lord was faithful to Jacob, the Lord will be faithful to us to show us what he really wants. Um, anyway, I think that's, that's really all I had. Um, what we can do now is uh, maybe just spend a little bit of time um, overflowing. Well, we'll I think we'll probably have time to end a little early tonight for those that are in the watch party you know you guys can have fellowship amongst yourself share with each other uh maybe your enjoyment of this uh of what was shared tonight or if there's anything else you know we had a college conference this past weekend be good to know what was your enjoyment so we'll spend a little bit more time in groups uh maybe maybe a good 10 minutes just so that we have an opportunity to really share one another's portion of Christ with each other. So how does that sound? All right. Well, I think uh, for us here in Zoom, uh, Samuel will put us into some breakout groups shortly. <laughs>